Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast, a show to raise your consciousness, deprogram and replace limiting and destructive beliefs, reignite your life and ultimately wake the hell up to your true potential. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley, and now let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family. I'm so glad that you're here. And for this episode, I actually have a really brief outline for myself to follow. So that means for you that we are really just winging it out here. So for this episode, I want to talk about components of unconditional self-love, but I want to first start by kind of explaining what I mean by unconditional before we get into self-love itself. Unconditional is kind of the type of love, I guess, that you would have towards your brand new puppy that you just love so freaking much, but she or he just chewed through like your favorite new pair of Beats headphones that you got for Christmas and they were $200 and you're like, fucking hey, and you get so pissed off, right? But you still are like, oh, but I still love you so much, but I'm so mad at you, but I love you so much. We need to bring that type of energy towards ourselves and... uh, So hopefully that is what we'll get into in today's episode. So the couple different components that I have written down, I have six of them and I'm literally just going to talk right through them. The first one is the obvious one, which is self-compassion. Now I've talked about self-compassion a lot on the podcast before. If you are one of my current or previous coaching clients, you know that this is the topic that I start everybody on because this is fostering an environment within yourself that you feel safe to go digging. If you know that when I dig into my shit, into my soul, into my past, whatever it may be, I'm going to be a huge asshole to myself. Obviously, you are going to resist doing that deep inner work. And that's just a protection mechanism. And I don't freaking blame you. So the first part of any type of inner work or self-love or self-care or whatever journey starts with building out the practice of self-compassion, which does not come naturally to us within our language. Because honestly, in the Western world and just in our 2021, almost 22 world, we're really, really good at finding the bad in people, in judging people, in punishing people. I mean, look at how the world, especially in America, is right now. We're all divided and we talk about the bad parts of each side, right? Nobody chooses to focus in on the good. And what do you think we do within ourselves? Doesn't that sound freaking familiar? The shit that you do outside of yourself is also what you're doing within. It's actually a mirror of what's going on within maybe your conscious, rational 1% mind, but definitely in your 99% unconscious mind. And also in your unconscious mind is going to be your limbic brain, which doesn't utilize language. Language is placed in our neocortex, which is the most recently evolved part of our brains. And that is what is able to describe and utilize language. But our limbic brain was deep in there and it controls our emotions and our behaviors. And honestly, we have no idea how to describe our emotions. I'm reading a book right now called Nonviolent Communication. And I'm only like, 70 pages in, I think, or 60. And I'm freaking loving it. I already highly recommend it. But one of the things that they're talking about in there is how we just straight up don't have the vocabulary to describe our emotions and our feelings. And we more so share our opinions and our interpretations of things rather than our actual feelings and taking ownership of why we feel that way. Because 
because in our world, we are very focused on things outside of us, right? And the same thing goes with how we evaluate other people. We are focused on others so much and it's easier. It's the path of least resistance to find the bad in them and society mirrors that to us. Society taught us how to do it. And we have a lot of language and vocabulary of how to do so, how to judge somebody, how to label somebody. But we don't know how to do the opposite with other people. And we certainly don't know how to do it with ourselves and with our emotions and feelings. So the first component of unconditional self-love is actually practicing self-compassion. And I know that there's a podcast episode on here for self-compassion. It is episode four of this podcast. So go give a listen if you haven't already. But what this means to give you a brief summary is the obvious part of self-kindness. There's three parts of self-compassion. There's actually a whole book on self-compassion by Kristen Neff, which is awesome. Give it a read if this is something that really irks you or you struggle with. But the first component of self-compassion itself is going to be self-kindness. This is what we think of when we think of self-compassion. It's don't be an asshole to yourself. It's how you speak to yourself. It's the quote of like, if you wouldn't say it to your friend, don't say it to yourself. Pretty simple and self-explanatory. After that, is going to be common humanity. This is recognizing that everybody in the world is going through their shit. And because of that, you can feel a sense of community around that. And then lastly is mindfulness. Mindfulness is taking the airplane mode view, detaching from this stuff and observing it rather than being the main character. We've talked so much about mindfulness on the podcast. I hope that you know what it means. Maybe I'll do a whole episode and basically leak mindfulness mastery, which is module five of Alive and Aligned, which is launching on the 26th of December. I'm so excited. But in there, I really dig deep into it. So I'll think about that. If that's something that you would be interested in, shoot me a DM and let me know that you want to hear more about that. It would probably be like a 25 talk, 25 minute talk on mindfulness. But anyway, those are the three components of self-compassion itself, self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. Now, the next component of unconditional self-love is going to be understanding yourself. Now, what does this mean? This means actually doing the inner work to understand your different parts and selves within, which is episode 25 of this podcast. I'm always going to send you there. It's the best episode. It's the longest. It's the most in-depth and it's the most value by a mile. Go listen to that one. But doing the inner work to understand, listen to your parts and yourselves and actually understand and get their background experiences for why they are thinking this, why they are telling you this. So what I mean by this, let's go with a simple one. Maybe your inner judge is super loud and going against that self-compassion shit we just talked about, right? And your inner judge is like, God, you fucking suck. Like you should be doing better. You should weigh 10 pounds less. You look like shit in the mirror. Like your genes should fit you, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So here we are. We're listening to this total asshole within ourselves. And usually what do we do? I would say that the common response is just shut down into like depression and anxiety and self-loathing, right? It works. Like that inner judge is like, yeah, fuck you. Like you deserve to feel like shit. Like, and it like rubs it in, right? Kicks you while you're down. But if you can remain mindful, right? Take that back seat and observe your inner judge up on stage. Then you can be like, hey, question for you, inner judge. Well, let's call her Judge Judy. I love that. Judge Judy, um, why do you think this? Like, where did you learn this to be? Why is this what you're telling me right now? And this part of you, Judge Judy, has never been spoken to like that. Usually, you just comply with her and you're like, oh yeah, you're so right. Like, oh my God, I'm going to go put on some sweatpants and like maybe eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's because like, fuck it, whatever. You know what I mean? So, 
actually asking Judge Judy a goddamn question. <laughs> We've said it before to improve the quality of your life, improve the quality of your questions. So ask her or him or it or whatever, why are you thinking this? And understand its experience. And then just keep freaking digging, you guys. And I know, I know how challenging it is to do this with yourself. And honestly, that's what coaching is having somebody that is literally outside of your mind listen to Judge Judy come out through your mouth and be like, hold on, pump the brakes. What do you mean by that? Like, where did that come from? Did somebody teach you that? Are you modeling somebody? Did you see the opposite and now you're modeling? Like, just digging in and around all of the things that Judge Judy is saying to you. I know how challenging that can be. So it can be really helpful to journal through it because then you actually see it or meditate on it if that's your thing or just get a coach. Honestly, I wouldn't ask you to ask your friend about that shit because unless your friend is a coach, then they probably don't know what the fuck to talk about with you. (laughs) So they're just not qualified and that's okay. And I know how challenging it can be to do with yourself. So those would be my tips. Coach, journal, meditation, therapy, breath work can also release those things, but asking those parts of you why they think that. And that's just for the inner judge. When you listen to episode 25, there are 13, actually there's more, parts within you that all have a piece. They all have a background. They all have experiences. They all have history that makes them feel and think a certain way right here and now. And they're telling you what to do. So digging into understanding yourself. Then with this understanding, consciously leading those parts. Now, if you think questioning or interviewing and listening to those parts is challenging, self-leadership may also be challenging too. What I mean by this is hang, saying like, hey, Judge Judy, why do you think that because I weigh 148 pounds, I'm a total piece of trash? Well, Shannon, you shouldn't weigh that much. You used to weigh 128 pounds. Why the fuck do you think that you should weigh this much now? This is ridiculous. You let yourself go. Fuck you. How do, could you do this to yourself? You don't even practice what you preach. Like, right? That's and honestly, that's a live interpretation of what my Judge Judy says to me. It rips me apart for my weight. Meanwhile, I like how I look. To be honest, like uh, Judge Judy doesn't like how I look. I do. And sometimes she clouds my vision. And so I have to work every day to consciously lead myself and be like, Judge Judy, why do you think that what you see in the mirror isn't good enough? Like, where is this coming from? And of course, I mean, as girls, we know it's this bullshit societal standard. It's everything on Instagram, you know, comparing yourself to one person's one millisecond outtake of their life that may be edited and it definitely is filtered, right? So really digging into like, why do you think this? And then being like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Judge Judy, pump the brakes. Just listen to me for one minute. You can have the floor in a minute, but until then, let me take the floor. I know that you think that you should look this way, And I understand why you think that you think that to get or to look that way, you will be more accepted, which in your mind equals love and equates to love. And that totally makes sense. Every single human being on this planet is looking for acceptance and love and not getting that is like one of the worst forms of punishment. So I know that you are trying to motivate me in a really weird way to avoid that pain. I get it. I hear you. And honestly, like, thank you for that. I really appreciate your input. I see your goal underneath how you're handling it. And I do appreciate it because you're trying to keep me safe and keep me happy and keep me loved. But the delivery is off. 
sis. We got to work on it. So for now, let's actually just try this. I'm going to allow the self-compassionate part of me, the self-loving part of me up on stage. And let's just observe how she speaks to us when we look in the mirror. And then you do so. And you're like, okay, self-compassionate self, get up on stage, right? As if you're like sitting in the audience with all your parts within. And this is also, this is the meditations I do with my clients, just like literally giving other parts the freaking floor. So you let the self-compassionate part up on stage. You have the inner judge, Judge Judy, hand over the mic to that part. You can name her or him or it, whatever. And she, in my mind says, hey, um, you look fucking great. Like you look happy and you look nurtured and you look nourished and you're not so frail anymore. Like, yeah, is there room for improvement? There always is going to be room for improvement. But right now, like you're fine. You feel great. Like you're living more pain-free. You're sleeping better. You're working on your relationship with food. There's ebbs and flows within everything, but I think you're doing pretty freaking good. So be nice to yourself and also just recognize that, you know, this is just a piece of the journey. And that is a much better freaking message (laughs) than what Judge Judy would tell me when I look in the mirror. So this is what conscious self-leadership is all about. It's about actually listening to these parts and giving them the floor and letting them talk acknowledging them and then giving somebody else the mic and letting them up on stage. And this is something that, again, is really freaking challenging, you guys, because we don't know how to fucking do it. Not only do we not know how to do it, we also don't even have the vocabulary to describe what the hell we're doing. We don't even know how to describe our gut feelings that come from these parts. So am you, like, are you going to start doing this today? I mean, Probably not because you don't know how to yet and that's totally okay. But like I said before, journal on it, meditate on it, breathe on it, do a combination of all three of those or get a coach or therapist that can help you do this and it can radically shift your life into that unconditional self-love practice because basically what you're doing is you're taking the mic from the lower self while also hearing and acknowledging them. You're not repressing them or kicking them out of the club. You are now taking the mic being like, hold on, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, just listen to this for a minute. And you're giving it to one of your higher selves within. And then from there, that's what unconditional self-love is all about. They're going to give you that message of unconditional self-love. You just have to do the work to give them the damn mic. So those are the first three ones. Self-compassion, understanding yourself and your parts within, and conscious self-leadership. Next is going to be honoring your energy exactly where it is. There are some days where you wake up and you know what I mean, where you're like, oh God, I am such a bad bitch. Like today is the fucking day. I am just the absolute hottest piece of ass on the world. I feel like a queen. I feel fucking awesome, right? Like those days happen and they're fucking great. But let's also be real. There are the pure opposite days and sometimes they can be more often than not, especially through the holidays where you're like, oh my God, I am just living through Judge Judy right now and I literally hate myself and I hate my life and I hate my body and I hate my mind and I hate my hair and my nails look like shit and my apartment's a disaster. I hate all my clothes. Like you just hate, 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 right? It's like the Grinch, like hate. And (laughs) we have both of those days and honoring your energy where it is, is honoring which day you're in. And matching your schedule as much as you possibly can and your habits to said energy. If you feel like a fucking badass, maybe you want to channel that energy towards your work, towards your job and get a ton of shit done. Maybe you want to honor it towards like your relationship and really just like embrace yourself and come out as that like feminine boss ass bitch with maybe your boyfriend or partner or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever and just be like, 
look at me. Like I'm the best. I'm just the best. And you deserve me. (laughs) And just like honoring that and just embracing it no matter where you're at. But instead of, you know, when you're having a bad day, trying to force yourself to be in a good day, that's not realistic. On the bad days, ask yourself like, what can I do to honor my energy in this moment? What can I do to maybe make this day an inch better, not a mile better by trying to like fake it until you make it? A real audio that's going viral right now is the Rihanna quote where it's like, uh, fake it until you make it. I mean, why not? It's either that or cry, cry myself to sleep, right? And I see pieces of value within that. But I also know that like when you're not feeling super confident, that can be a really, really great day to go within yourself and ask those parts what the fuck is going on. But the more that you try to fake it until you make it and repress those feelings, guess what? They get louder because they're not being heard. And by them, I mean like the Judge Judy or your critical parent or your sabotage yourself or your ego or the lost selves or disowned selves. Again, episode 25 of the podcast. So the more that you fake it until you make it, quote unquote, it's kind of like you're putting on a pair of shoes that don't really fit. Maybe you're a size eight and you're putting on a size seven and they look good, but they're super uncomfortable. And it's like, "Mm, how often do you really want to do that? It's the same thing with like faking it until you make it. Maybe that's not the most productive and sustainable way to honor your energy. So really ask like, how am I feeling today? And how can I honor that? If you had the intention to do a 10 things on your to-do list today, big, heavy things, but you have low energy, honor it go rest. Cause guess what? Tomorrow you'll probably have pieces of your energy back. And then maybe you're not going to get all 10 things done, but you can get five. Whereas if you do all 10 on the day where you have low energy, I mean, doesn't that sound awful? Like you just fucking hate your shit. And you're like, I hate all of this. And you grow so much internal resentment and resentment is the killer of all relationships. And that includes your relationship with your parts within, with yourself, with your business, with your to-do list, with anything. If you are feeling resentful for it, it's killing it. So don't freaking do that. Just honor your energy where it is and trust that your juice will come back. To wrap up this point, a couple weeks ago, I had that 10 thing to do to-do list on a Sunday. It was going to be record a podcast, do all this shit for the course, marketing, laundry, clean the whole apartment, like, right? And I woke up and I had literally no energy, none at all. I slept like shit. I was kind of all over the place. I had already worked all weekend. Like I was tired. And so... Part of me was like, fuck being tired. Take some pre-workout and drink some coffee and you'll be fine. Just power through it. Get it done, right? And the other part of me was like, that literally sounds awful. Like that sounds atrociously terrible and I would literally hate my whole day if I did that. So I'm not fucking doing that. (laughs) I am going to sit in bed and I'm going to watch The Housewives and read my book and I'm going to rest because that's what I want to do today. And guess what? On Monday, that was on a Sunday, on Monday, I had a lot of energy because I did that. I trust that my juice, my energy will come back. Just because it's down one day doesn't mean it's going to be down tomorrow. And if it is, that's okay. It will come back as long as you honor it. So that's point number four, honoring your energy where it is. I have two more points to wrap up this podcast. So number five is wholeheartedly believing in your self-worth, your innate self-worth and acting like it through your habits. So what I mean by this is recognize this is the unconditional part. You know, this is the part where it's like, 
even if you did gain 50 pounds or you lost 50 pounds that you didn't want to lose or you failed a quiz in school or you failed a project at work or whatever it may be, wholeheartedly believing that that shit doesn't fucking matter. Like that shit is external, right? And your self-worth is innate. It, it was born with you and it's always within you. You just have to have the courage to go and freaking find it. So what this really comes down to is again, that conscious self-leadership of giving the mic, giving the floor, giving the leadership over to those higher selves, especially if you're going to give it to that like divine intelligence part of you within your I am self. That part is that is connected to something larger outside of yourself, whether you want to call that God or the stars or universe or source, or I don't care what you call it, but there's a part of you within that is connected to something bigger and giving the floor to that can really lead to being like oh my god I totally believe in this innate self-worth like nothing that goes on outside of me can change this no matter what I am always going to be worth life and worth love and worth everything I am freaking worth it now that takes a lot of cultivating and practice and understanding and deep work and healing and all the things right but it's definitely a component of unconditional self-love because if you have that then you believe in it now something Tony Robbins taught me is the success cycle which starts with belief which goes into potential which means how much do you believe you can actually do which determines your actions which gives you your results and improved results enhance your beliefs. So it becomes a cycle and it goes through all of them. So if you wholeheartedly believe in your self-worth, your potential is going to be freaking endless. And then you're going to act like it through your damn habits. You're going to eat well, whether that means being a vegan or a carnivore, like you're going to find what works best for you and follow that and just do it. And you no longer have to deal with all these selves within that are like, oh, you should do this and like the sabotage yourself. Are they still going to be there? Yes, of course. But you are going to react to them differently within your mind. And instead of being like, yeah, you're right. Like, fuck it. Let's just go eat everything. Right. That's my tendency. Now I can be like, hey, I know that you through eating are trying to gain acceptance and connection. You think that that's going to give you that, but actually it's not. It's going to make you feel like shit and it's going to make you feel unconnected from your higher selves within, which is not your goal. So in the present moment, you may think like, hey, eating like literally a pound of trail mix at at work is going to be great for you. But my higher self is like, hey, nuts don't sit well with you at all. Like you have two of them and literally you're bloated and you're farting. Do you really want to do that right now? Like probably, I mean, by all means, do what you want, sis, but probably not ideal, right? So really recognizing that there is that innate self-worth and really practicing that conscious leadership with it. And that will determine your actions, which will create your habits because actions over time that we do consistently are our habits. And hopefully they can be rooted in that innate self-worth. Now, the final tip, or I guess component of unconditional self-love, not tip, is that this is 100% internal. I kind of touched on this before, but nothing, nothing, no thing, nothing outside of you matters that much. (laughs) If you read or learn about A Course in Miracles, something that is taught in there, big underlying principle of it, is that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So what I mean by that within this being 100% internal, nothing real can be threatened. Your innate self-worth that is 100% internal cannot be threatened by external bullshit at all. It just can't. It's just not possible. 
right? However, as we know, in the Western world, we attach ourselves to these things that are outside of us to give us an identity. It almost becomes our script, like as if like we're in a play or we're in a movie or we're an actor, whatever. And the things that we attach ourselves to give us a script onto how to behave, how to act. It gives us a role to play within our lives. So really recognizing like, what have I attached myself to outside of myself? This could literally be where you're from. Like I have certainly attached myself to being a Northeastern girl in a hard ass at heart. And that has its benefits. It also has a hell of a lot of cons, right? That don't help me. They do not serve me. But because I have attached myself to that, that now means that I don't share my emotions. I intimidate people and I'm a tough bitch, right? Like that's what that identity means to me, at least in my mind. And that's how I played the role I played my whole life. And that drove a lot of people, including my higher selves within, away from me. Because who the fuck wants to be around that? That sounds awful. (laughs) I don't know about you, but like, that's not my cup of tea, at least not for me, maybe for other people, by all means. But really recognizing like, what have you attached yourself to? And how can you do the work to detach from that shit? It's very challenging. And I know that, but This is a lifelong process to unconditional self-love and just having the intention to practice that every day through self-compassion, understanding yourself, conscious self-leadership, wholeheartedly believing in your self-worth and freaking acting like it, honoring your energy exactly where it is and detaching from all external bullshit and staying 100% internal within yourself to source your unconditional self-love. You should not love yourself because you got an A on a test or because you lost 10 pounds. You should love yourself and then get an A on a test and lose 10 pounds if you want to and if it happens on its own you need to recognize that innate self-worth within you and act like it so that is everything that I got for this episode I hope that you enjoyed if you did please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at shan.riley with three y's so r-i-l-e-y-y-y <laughs> and you could also leave a review on Apple Podcasts that helps the show grow on its own and I really appreciate it and it makes me super happy whenever I read them because as we know when I record this I'm staring at my wall in my plants so you know I'm sure the plants hear me which is why they're thriving because they're just getting all the juice up in here (laughs) and the sunlight. But I also would love y'all's feedback on a review. So that's everything that I got. Happy December 13th is when this is coming out. Happy Monday Fun Day. I hope you all have a kick-ass week and I will see y'all next week on the podcast.